Now, let me ask you guys a couple of questions. Do you cuss on your records? Yeah. Do you defile women with your lyrics? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, fondle your genitalia on stage? Yeah. Whenever possible. Mm. Do you uh, glorify violence or advocate the use of uh, guns as well as solving the civil dispute? Yeah. Okay, okay, final question. Do you guys respect anything at all? Not, Not a, a goddamn thing. The culture of it. We're bringing them the culture of it. I feel it's our time. Two G's in a pod. There's nothing we can't talk about. We can cover anything. We're well versed. That's real. Two G's in a pod. The thing about me and you is, it's a respect thing. Goldfinger, my man G. What up, G? They not have two. Two G's in a pod. Anything you say once, you best be able to say it twice or don't say it. I believe that. Two G's in a pod. Good people, good people, good people. All good people. Once again, it's the infamous Iron Glenn. And to my left sits who? Goldfinger, what up, G? What's going on as my dog knocks at my door like a fucking serial killer trying to get in the room and shit? I feel like I'm in a horror movie. <laughs> I'm what, scared. What's happening? Oh, scared. by the way, he's he's actually scared of dogs. You know, um, <laughs> not of my dog, but no of dogs. He's scared of dogs. <laughs> Even though my dog is fucking is a harmless, fluffy ass, can't prove it by ball me. of mush. <laughs> Can't prove it by he me. He is terrified. <laughs> it is the funniest thing in the world. If you to watch him pet the dog that he's actually scared of, but he's actually scared of all dogs. So I had to tell my dog, don't take it personal. He's just scared of dogs. Can't prove it by me. Not that he don't like them. He's no, just scared. Look, of them. trauma comes in many different forms. Yes. If you've ever seen, if you ever seen a person get their air bit off by a dog, <laughs> you might want to be afraid too. I mean, I wasn't there, but I heard about that situation. We talk about a childhood friend of ours that uh, was uh, a nice, friendly dog too. He had. It wasn't that friendly. <laughs> he basically altered the course of her life forever, and mine as well, and, and yours as well. He's terrified of dogs. But uh, what's going on? Everything's everything, Jake. Everything, everything is everything. Um, Two weeks after the election. Wait, before all that, this is episode 25. 25, man. It's 25. first season. Our first season. As my daughter would say. <laughs> episode 25. 25, Jake. Do you think about this shit? 25. 25. It went fast. It went really fast. It went fast, but this year is going slow. So like we said, you know. Years going slow, but these fucking 25 episodes have gone quick. Yeah, they, they, they definitely have. I, I don't know. Do we get a, do we actually get a do-over for 2020? I'm doing a do-over. I told you, I'm not even counting it. So I was supposed to turn 51 this year, but I'm actually turning 50 again. So <laughs> I'm actually planning to do the same thing that I did last year, but I couldn't get all the, uh, the trips in, which is celebrate my birthday. Yeah. You so know, that, that'll celebrate be our birthday. Yeah. You know, yeah. have some fun, celebrate our birthdays, do some traveling. Um, I think 2021 will be a better year. I'm ever the optimist. I'm optimistic. Well, your ass is Optimus Prime right now. Okay. So by the way it's looking, if they are going to um, try and force this vaccine on us. First off, go they got to get in office first. I ain't even talking about them. I'm talking about Governor Cuomo. Oh, what that? Whatever. With all his bullshit about um mandatory mandatory vaccines. vaccines. You know what he needs? He a needs mandatory a, ass. He whipping. needs ass whipping. That's yeah. what he yeah. needs. <laughs> a mandatory ass whipping. Because if you think then the way that they were spinning it, it was like, well, you know, we're gonna make sure that the black and brown community are not left out. Last time I checked. Ain't nobody from our community asked for no fucking vaccine. Last time I checked, why start now? Yeah. You've been leaving us out of the conversation Asian. for... I don't know how many years. Don't start fucking putting us first now. We will wait. 
You want to get to us 2025? Hey, yo. I'm cool. Black people are late for shit all the The time. time. (laughs) Facts. We don't mind being late right now. Why don't you go first? You take it first. Talk about, we're going to make sure that we're not left out. No, 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 no. You can leave us out of this one. Yeah. Because if that's the case, you must come in my door with your motherfucking dukes up. Because I'm not taking shit at all. At all mandatory. No, it's mandatory. Mandatory, you kiss my narrow black ass. That's what's mandatory. Fucking I'm talking about we're going to make sure the black and brown community are not left out. You've been leaving us out. Yeah. Leave us out right now. And for anybody that's out there that's planning on taking it, tell me how it works out. I'll be at the funeral. Definitely. Or I'll be there to say, hey, look at that motherfucker with the tail. Because <laughs> oh, you may grow one if you're lucky. Now, we're making light of it because that's what we do. But on a real, just you have to start thinking about our history with these types of situations, shots and um, predicaments um, that they put us what's in. What's that? The Trail of Tears? Yeah. What they did to uh, the small our pops. Native American people? Yeah. Small our pops. brethren of the Native American community? Uh, the Tuskegee, um, the Tuskegee experiment. experiment? Where we were uh, shot with syphilis Oops. and being reintroduced back into our communities? Yeah. You want us to take something? Oh, even bigger than that. Go ahead. How in Africa they um, just tested AIDS on motherfuckers. Just, you know, see how that went. See how that went. See how that worked. So you really gonna trust saying just because the way they're going to spin it is they're going to make it seem like you want it. Like you, oh, you want to travel, don't you? The poor people, oh, you want your check, don't you? You but you know food stamps, don't you? What's more dangerous is this, is that they're putting it in the hands of politicians. Politicians that regularly haven't done what we want them to do or delivered for anything that we want them to do. Dude, so, But they want to deliver this vaccine. But go ahead. on top of that, they want us to put our trust in politicians that can be swayed by the dollar. And... We're not talking about government dollars here. We're talking about people. Pharmaceutical dollars. We're talking about people that have endless amounts of money in pharmaceutical and tech. And they can offer things that we can't even fathom offering as far as financial backing. And it's coming from motherfuckers that don't have a medical background. Neither, Neither side. The tech. Even the pharmaceuticals, it's like, why aren't we pushing health? You said that before we sat down and we started talking. Why the fuck aren't we pushing health? You know what? This is not a life sentence. This COVID thing is not a life sentence. And, you know, we've seen on both sides, my dog as well as me, <laughs> we've seen people die from COVID. So we're not COVID deniers. No. We know that people we can know, die. We, we, we know that. We've talked about this. We've had this conversation before. Technically, we're actually kind of tired of having it. Definitely. But when you start talking about you're going to push a vaccine and force people to take a vaccine, I have a problem with that. At some point, we got to take a stand and be like, you know what? Go fuck yourselves. Another thing is, too, is that you're saying mandatory. Mandatory is a very loaded word, especially when you start talking about people's choices and their you know, you know, you're basically just overlooking their health or their their history of health, their religious beliefs, their moral moral beliefs. beliefs. I, bigger than all that. So remember when we were talking over the weekend, I'm gonna pose this question to y'all. If you weren't watching the news, if you weren't watching not even social media, just the news, let's say you didn't watch any news. The past week, you've been doing your same thing, going to the store, going to work, whatever you're doing, doing the same thing. Would you have actually known that the numbers were elevated? If you weren't watching the news, if you weren't being told that the numbers were elevated, would you have actually known? Would you have known by people falling out in the street? 
Would you have been known by, you know, hospitals being overrun when you go by hospitals? Would you have known? Because the only reason why the clinics are now um, where the testing sites overrun, because they're being told you should get tested all the time. So I came to the conclusion, and he liked when I said it, the number one super spreader of the coronavirus is the fucking news. The media is definitely the prime suspect. That's the fucking prime suspect. The fucking news is the number one super spreader of the coronavirus. Because if I was just going about my business, going to work, um, going to the grocery store, I'd known that it's still going on because motherfuckers still got masks on. But what I've known that the numbers were two point something percent, whatever the fuck they said. Right. Was that there was uh, 151 uh, hospitalizations? Think about that number: 151 hospitalizations in New York City, out of 10 million fucking people. Yeah, I think that the percentages are so skewed. But people, no, they're not even skewed. They're no. basically telling you these are the numbers. There's 10 million people in, in in New York City, just New York City. Okay, if we had 4,000 new cases today. It's 10 million people. Out of those 4,000 people, how many got sick? Yeah, but what I'm saying is about as far as them being skewed is that the fact that they wouldn't push a healthier option rather than pushing something that's so blanketed and so untested and so... And, and you have a vaccine that you're trying to push that is months out, maybe even years out, of any real vaccine that can be helpful for us because they told us themselves that a real vaccine would take about five to 10 years for them. If to you're actually, lucky, if you're lucky, you know what I mean? So the more that they test and the more that they actually um, push forward with this vaccine, it actually seems like they kind of want to have a larger testing base. It's like they almost kind of want to have more people so that they can um, guinea pig to a certain degree. And let's be clear. The people who signed up to go into the trials got paid to go into the trials. Right. When they start testing that shit on us, you're not getting paid, nor can you sue if shit goes awry. And the thing is, you won't have the information about all the elements of it because if they make it mandatory... They're pretty much saying, oh, yeah, well, if you volunteer, but volunteer is a funny word, too, because if they hold your travel away from you, if they hold your yeah, finances away, away from, from you, you, they hold your 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 your, your public assistance away from you, or, they abili tell you or ability to go places, that's not volunteering. That's not a, vol that's not a that's voluntary pressure. thing. That's pressure. That's pressure. So let's say you 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 um wanted to go somewhere. Your kids wanted to go somewhere. You're gonna give them something in exchange for something. Go clean your room. Well, look, the way being that you brought up kids, they're gonna say that your kids are not gonna be allowed to go, go back to school. to school unless they get this vaccination. And you know, I think that um is extremely irresponsible for them to not only jeopardize your health, but to jeopardize your kids. The most. But here's also another kicker. Remember in the beginning, it was a couple of like strange strains where the kids got sick. You haven't heard nothing about that since. Well, you know what you haven't heard about since? What? The flu. The common cold. I, I don't think they, those exist no more. All of, a, no all of a sudden, it, all of a sudden, no it's, it's it goes from A to COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's 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 nothing in between. You it's sneeze, just, you got COVID. You got COVID. You cough and sneeze, you really got COVID. Yeah, don't cough and sneeze and give yourself a headache from the cough and the sneeze, because then you really got COVID. And the thing is, is this is that they haven't given you any type of alternative for you to take care of yourself until this thing happens is just a sit around and wait for this vaccine because this is going to be the end all be all of 
your health. So fuck if you're 300 pounds and obese, this vaccine is going to cure you. It's going to cure you. Still going to be fat. Still going to be obese. They're, they're, they're not telling you that you, you should, should lose some fucking weight. Or you should have healthier eating options. Or, or you should exercise and diet or this or that. They're or stay away from you no or stay away from processed foods or, or stay, stay away from, from fast food or stay away from their own medicines yeah. and drugs and stuff of that nature. They just want to say, "Oh, the COVID is what's going to be here for you." Right. So, think about that. Think long and hard, because when they start that push, you better be ready to push back. Two G's in a pod, y'all. So, um, I've been thinking a lot over the last couple of days about different things. But um please the, elaborate. The one the one thing that's kind of resonated with me over the last couple of days that I've kind of seen and kind of like been popping up in my mind is like manifestation. How things you can think about can become reality and um you know like the law of attraction and shit like that. You know that's part of my meditation situation you know the law of attraction so you know you, you focus on something that you want you try to attract that to you by by already believing that it happened yeah it's um it just brings me to different levels of maybe my background and seeing like you know because this this 25 is is special to us because you know this is something that came from a conversation or a series of conversations. Well, the podcast, us sitting here kicking it, is a conversation. Right. But so this, y'all are privy to sitting in on what would be a normal phone conversation between us. Yeah, that's that's the great thing about it. But it's the level of manifestation that we, 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 we kind of put into taking something that's really natural and normal to us and just being able to create something that, and we've done this before. Like, you know, we have a history of um, putting our creative voices together and being able to come up. Facts. Big up the full metal jacket. <laughs> we, have, we, we have a history. And I, I mean, like, even a manifestation of you being a world-class trainer. Well, you me. being a DJ extraordinaire. And when I was thinking of that, I was thinking of, um, and this is maybe just a, a little different than what I normally talk about, but um, I'm finding out that the frequencies that we um, deal with, with what we say and what we do, mean something more than we think. Um, we as in me and you, or we, we as, as in, in a, a collective? A, collectively, uh, the populace, you know, words words matter. Words matter big time. Um, we, when I say we, I don't mean me and you, but we as a people have a... The majority of us think here think we're here of our own accord. Like we're just here. Not realizing everyone serves a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone that walks on this earth has a purpose. You 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 are meant to do something. Whether it's something negative and something positive, you're meant to do something. Hopefully most of us are meant to do something positive. Some are you some people are who they are. They just meant to be that negative aspect of your life to maybe teach you something or you should learn something yeah. regards to the situation. But when you talk about frequencies and thought processes, um, it goes back to it's like some of my, 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 I'll give you a perfect example. Some of my favorite rappers, Biggie, Tupac before, uh, even pop smoke most recently, they spoke death. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I was really going. And, you know, to see it like in my business, to see that you can be doing something very, very positive, but the frequency that you resonate on, you resonate on and that you're bringing, it vibrates into a whole different type of energy because you chose something positive, but you are dealing with frequencies that negate that positivity. Right. Well, you figure, pull another quote from my mom. The mom, my mom always said, the devil stays busy. Mm. So anytime I used to go out the house, she used to always say, when you go out, 
have a destination. Mm. Don't just go out for the sake of going out. Because if you don't have a destination on a purpose, the devil going to give you something to do. Mm. She used to always tell me that. And I didn't really understand it until I started to get older. Mm -hmm. And as I started to get older and learn that when you move, you have to move with a purpose. Yeah, man. They say um, idle hands are a devil workshop. Yes. I'm pretty sure that she would definitely let you know Goes that. Goes hand in hand with what it, I just it, said. It totally does. You know, the devil will always find something for you to do. So getting back to uh, Tupac, Biggie, and like I said, most recently Pop Smoke, they spoke death into existence. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of cases within the last week or so in the entertainment business where a lot of rappers in particular, they've been killed off of, and it's, you know, I can't necessarily say that any particular incident is because of why, because, you know, they have their own issues of what they do in the background. Right. But the thing is, is that what is a common component of all of the people that did have an untimely death, they spoke at a frequency, a very low grade frequency of negativity. And, you know, this is a world of energy. You know, that energy is not destroyed. No, no, no. It no. just repurposed. It, it just repurposed in yeah. a different way. Right. So you have to be very careful. And, you know, we have this podcast and what we're saying is not in a way to um, to be negative at all. We may be talking about negative things. things. We may joke about negative things. We may things. joke about negative But at things. the end of the day, we're trying to get people to understand. Overstand. Think, what is that? Overstand. Overstand. I like that. And resonate on a higher level and think on a higher level. Because, I, and I can't say this enough, there's no one that's going to come save us. There's no superhero in the sky or below that's going to be like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Da, 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 I'll handle it. Yeah. It's not that. Your superhero is in the mirror. Yeah. Your superhero is sitting next to you. Your superhero is maybe sitting across from you. It's yourself. It's ourself. We must start taking accountability for us. Regardless of the situation, regardless if we know that the system is set up against us. Yeah. We have to start taking responsibility for ourselves to be able to then infiltrate the system to be able to then start making changes in the system. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that these people had um, ability to be able to feed and take care of so many different families, but just were stuck in that mode of manifestation of negative energy. Now you having people around that you are responsible for, but if you don't have the right people around you to pull your coat and say, yo, look, we don't have to do that anymore. You know, we're in a position right now where we do have influence, but we need to be mindful of what we're saying and what we're putting out there because that shit comes back. Now, yes. if you're from the streets, you know that certain things have a repercussion to it. But I think a lot of people's egos get involved and they don't realize that what they're saying has repercussions as well. A lot of people don't realize how powerful they are. Yeah. Like we didn't realize how powerful Tupac was till he wasn't here anymore. Yeah. We didn't realize how powerful Biggie was till he wasn't here anymore. Yeah, it's like we took it for granted, but also even Nipsey Hussle, we didn't realize how powerful Nipsey and, Nips was. And and look look how young these guys were. So Very. they didn't get they didn't get a chance to be able to correct themselves or be able to receive that energy to be able to say, "You know what? This wasn't and we almost got it with Tupac. When Tupac went to jail, yeah. he he had a moment where he was like, nah, I'm not even on that. I'm trying to do this. But like you said, the devil's always busy. Yeah. As soon as but he, he got out. he still didn't realize, like he knew he had influence, but he didn't realize he had power. So well, understanding that you're influential is one thing, but understand that you're powerful. Because when once you become powerful and you realize it, you now become dangerous. You know what? I thought of something else and it's probably something that you've been told from mom is that the road is paved with good intentions. Always. So I think that 
even though you have the intention to doing right, the way you apply it has to be in a positive form or else you will receive the repercussions of negativity that you, that you put out there. That will come back. That karma will come back to you. Well, people don't, karma is a real thing. For those that don't um, believe it is or respect it, karma is a real thing. So the energy, energy that you put out, best be prepared for it to come back. Because like you just said, energy goes nowhere. It's just transferred. It's just moved around. It's just shared amongst each other. So right. if you put out negative energy, you can expect at some point negative energy is going to come back. Yeah. So even if you go into it with a positive thought and it affects the populace that's negative, then it's just multiplied when it comes back. And I think that that's where we're at. And I'll speak for the part of with the entertainment industry and not as society as a whole, but as society as a whole, we've created these um, pockets, these volcanoes of bad energy all around the country with the different rappers and the different beefs and the different this and the different of that. And when it spews, it's like we're going to see the effects of some of this energy being bad sprouting around the country. So when you see these rappers are getting killed, it is almost a microcosm of what they've created from unintentionally. You have some people that go out there and are, are specifically being negative for a reason. Right. But you have some of them that are unintentionally thinking they're doing the right thing, but the way that they're moving is negative. Right. And you're creating this, this, this aura of negativity. And at some point that aura is going to come back at you or you're going to walk into it. Yeah. I know we're talking on some, some like different quantum shit, you know, but just kind of related to your lives and how you move and how you interact with people. When you say sometimes it's like somebody comes in, they're just having a bad day. Or you say this person's energy is off. They just feel negative. Right. That's what we're talking about. We, you know, but on a larger scale, you know, where we, we, we watch um, rappers put out this, 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 this aura and it, and it, then, then karma, it comes back. Even on a, in a smaller scale, just being able to speak good thoughts does something for your energy, does something for your life. Um, if you're battling something, just to know that when you speak certain things, you can manifest, oh, I want to lose weight. You saying that is shifting the energy in your body of saying, saying that I you can do it, that right. you can do it. Right. And, you know, but in the same way a person or a parent can say something to their kids in a negative way, over and over again, that's going to have an effect. So you have to At think At some of, point, that you, child is going to start believing what that parent said. Exactly. Whether it's negative or positive. Exactly. So I try my best to positively influence my child, my children, when I talk to them. You I, have to have those good thoughts. Yeah, in even there. my godchildren, um, my friends' kids, your kids. Um, when I talk to kids, I let them know, excuse me, excuse me again, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I think that when you start thinking about how many people that the rappers are influencing at this time, if you're constantly on repeat, streaming, downloading, listening, watching, you know what I mean? And then sharing with others these types of messages, there's no way that you can tell me that these things won't resonate back to you in a negative way. So we just have to be mindful of what we manifest and what we harness when we are speaking. But it goes back to one of our, our um, monikers that we live off of is accountability. Very much so. We have to start holding ourselves accountable. We have to start holding people that we look up to accountable. We have to hold politicians accountable. But it all starts with that person in the mirror. It does. And also, you know, don't be afraid to trust your gut. Don't be afraid to do that. I mean, you have to think about what feels right to you 
organically, what feels right to you. If it doesn't vibrate with you in a way that you're totally comfortable with it, you have to go with that. You have to, you know, that is your, that is your thought process. That, that is, is your, your conscience. I look at your gut as your conscience, your God conscience, your, 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 that's, that's basically God talking to you saying, nah, dog, I wouldn't do that. Right. Nah, homegirl, I wouldn't do that. Right. Nah, homeboy, you should do that. Right. But don't do that with them. Right. Right. So when you learn to trust your gut, listen to your cut gut, you're looking at yourself and you're going to hold yourself accountable for the decision that you just made to say yes or no if it's right or if it's wrong. TG's in the pod, though. I'm thinking we're all in agreement. As a collective, probably one of the worst years ever. Um, or one of the best years ever. Yeah, I think that um, it's a little bit of both. It is a little bit of both. Because if you took the time to better yourself, then it was a good year. If you utilize this time to binge watch not doing improvements and just wallow in the year that was, it was the worst year. Yeah. I think if you escaped this year with your health and your mental health intact, you've done a great service to yourself. But, um, I think, and if I could just be blunt, but personally, I think that our people are in bad shape this year. Our people. Yes. Our good people? Our, our good people, maybe not so much, but our people as a whole. Um, I think that um, we're kind of out of pocket. And I think that um, this year, if it didn't show us our lane or if it didn't shine a light where we need to go or it didn't shine a light on our divisions, the things that keep us apart, that we're in, shit, in bad shape. I can agree with that. I could go into a conversation I was just having with a um, a very good friend of mine, but I'm not. But I will point out certain aspects of that conversation to give you all the gist of it. We continue to look for somebody to blame for our our issues, our problems. I'll take you one further. I think we are looking for somebody to kind of save us. And like I just said, as recently as a few minutes ago, nobody's coming to save us. No one's coming to save us. But ourselves. But ourselves. So if we know the institution as a whole, because we, me and her had a conversation. We got deep into the conversation. We talked about everything. But what she was failing to realize was, okay, we know about the banking system, the medical system, uh, the housing situation. We know it's all set up not for us to succeed. I would agree to that. So now what? Now that we have all this information. We know from when we were kids, the system was not set up for us to succeed. The system was not set up for us to prosper. The system was not set up for us to be successful. Yet and still, us as people still became successful. Another thing to piggyback, piggyback off what you're saying, we have the brains to, I guess excel in all of these different fields like you're saying housing banking financial all this all these different fields that we have to be able to create a pretty much a foundation for ourselves and my point is why aren't we doing it now this is not to diss any other nationality because i won't say race because we are one human race like thank you always says but my thing is this, what have we built besides 
culture and things for other people to benefit off of. What do we plan to build for ourselves so that our kids, kids, kids can look and say, this is what they did for me instead of, oh, that's what they possibly did that this group of people says that we did it, but we only did it as slaves. You get what I'm saying? It's totally. Like, it's like, it, but it, it, it was one of the situations where we, where she kept saying, um, how the system, the, the system and people kept falling victim to the system. So we was talking about like, like the housing projects. Me and you both grew up in the housing projects. That's right. When we grew up in the housing projects, it wasn't bad. Crack came in. I had already moved. Situation started to turn for the worse. Right. Right. Now, I go back, I asked her this proverbial question, who do you blame, the mouse or the mousetrap? Do you blame the uh, guy for putting cheese in the trap and the mouse going after it and it kills him? Or do you blame the mouse for going to the trap because he knows it's a trap, yet and still, it kills him? Right. There's no right or wrong answer to that question. The point of me asking that question is, I can blame the mouse trap the guy who put it there, or I can blame myself for going for it. If I know my boys went that way and nothing good happened, but I, I still went that way. Whose fault is that? Right. right. Is it my fault? Cause the system was set up for them to go that way. Or is it my fault? Because I watched them go that way, knowing the system was set up for them to go that way. Yet. I still followed them. Right. It's 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 a real tricky type of situation because even using your analogy with the mouse and the mouse trap, if I'm another mouse, do I constantly allow my mouse friends to go out <laughs> and do it? That's the question. And and I think that as a responsibility to our numbers that we can't in good conscience allow ourselves to go through that same regimen of getting caught in a mousetrap or going that wrong way, knowing what we know now, like there's been years of mousetraps. There's gotta be an older mouse that says, Hey, yo, my man, <laughs> don't go there. Yeah. Like, you know, like yo, Jerry, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, Jerry, that ain't a good look. It's not a good look, but it, it, it goes back to what we were saying as far as accountability. Yeah. I already know the system's against me. I know this. What am I going to choose? If I know I got to work harder, should I have to not work as hard? That's debatable. Yeah. I, I can only speak for me personally. I can think I can speak for you. We never mind hard work. No, nah, that's, that's never. We never want, I we, never wanted anybody to give me nothing. I would rather work for it, bust my ass, get out there and get it. Or find a way that you could do your own thing and make your way your own self. That's it. That's it's basically that easy. And my thing is, you know, we have the tenants, we have the discipline to be able to do that for ourselves. That's just talk for me and my brother G. But my thing is that we have other people that are way more privileged with information, with monetary situations that we can change the lives of different people in the communities that we have by just pooling resources, pulling information. It, it can't be a situation where we're so disconnected from each other that we can't rock with each other. Everybody look, else at, look at what's going on now. Right, the way that they basically pitched the black man against the black woman. That's happening literally right now. In real time. In real time as we speak. Yeah. Black women won't admit it. But as we speak, that's happening right now. I think that black women won't admit it, and I think that black men or most black men are maybe oblivious to them being pushed away from their women 
And it's almost being done in a way to where it's like they're rewarding black women by denying black men. And that creates that dichotomy of, of friction between the man and the woman, the black man against the black woman. And it's, it's a very um, sinister type of situation, but it pays dividends if you're about control. If you're trying to control a situation, it's, a, it's, it's actually a genius move. It's very sinister in, in, in actuality, but we've been through enough sinister things in our lives to not be so naive to not feel that it cannot be happening. You get what I'm saying? But the, DC, but that's the problem. It's either people don't know, know what's happening. Or don't want to know. Or don't want to know what's happening. Yeah. But it's happening. And yeah. it gets says like, even if you remove us out of the, the equation and go to a different nationality, right. they're doing the same thing. Right. They'll pit the man against the woman. It, it, it'll be subtle. It may not be on the levels that, as, as far as we're concerned, right. but it's still that, that, that disconnect. It's still that, that, that divide that they push. You know what? That, that is an excellent point. And I've seen it in action in a different nationality. Right. And I, I don't want to be offensive or I don't want to be... Because, um, you know, we you have know when own. you say, no, 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 no I don't no. want to be. No, no, no. It's it, going to offend no, no, someone. No, no, no. In, in real talk, because no, no, it's no, like. No, no, I'm being 100%. If, if, if I'm another nationality and a black person was talking about my race, I'd be like, you got your own motherfucking problems to, 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 to deal with. Right. So in that way, it could be offensive. Right. If I'm talking about their situation. Right. But as a person that. You said race, by the way. Right. I'm going to let it say, slide. Sorry, sorry about that. Exactly. But but as, as a person that's, you know conscious or trying to find a consciousness in things. I've seen it done to other nationalities. Here's, here's my point. I've seen the way that Asian Americans are kind of wedged from the male to the female. They have the stereotype of Asian Americans not being, and in the very smallest terms, stereotypically not as virile as other people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that creates a kind of wedge. I see that when Asian Americans are highlighted or put on the mainstream type of situation, they're kind of Americanized. They're never very ethnic. Right. Even with um what was that? Crazy Rick Crazy Rich Asian. They almost they Americanized the shit out of them. Right. They're almost rewarded for being more American, American and less Asian. Ethnic, right. which would be their best part. That's what they're most familiar with. That's what makes them them. Right. But they're rewarded for being a lot less ethnic and more Americanized, more of the features being more like our thing. Right. You know what I mean? American-wise. Right. You know what I mean? But that drives a wedge right. if you're trying to keep your people together. If you're yeah. trying to I'm, keep- I'm laughing because when you said that, I thought of a, remember that meme you showed me with uh, the black chick yelling at the white chick for having braids? Right. But she had a blonde wig. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, it's like you, you, you weren't about them taking our culture, but yet and still suddenly you, you assimilate to theirs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. And it's a mind fuck. If you are not conscious of it, or if you haven't been, and you know, black people, we're passionate people. I love black people, but sometimes we don't receive. I don't. Nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Watch about you. You know what I'm saying? You know they're going to come for me for that. It, it, it was a joke, but if you're too sensitive, you know it. But you, know, <laughs> you better not be on that train, man. Listen, I'm, let them tell it. I'm the fucking conductor. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was a fucking joke. I love my people. Yeah, but sometimes we can't receive stuff that maybe goes against the grain of the news of maybe we're doing something that may be a little bit left of center or something that may be not in the best interest of us as people. We don't take to criticism well, even if it's coming from us. We definitely don't take criticism from us well. We are quick to jump 
down each other's throats. And it could be people that you've known for even years. Even though they, yes, even though they're trying. We talked about Ice Cube um, trying to help. We talked about situations like that and people just, you know, it's like we don't know how to accept help, but we want help. You know, it's That's like thing the too? weirdest fucking thing in the world. We don't know how to accept help when it's genuine, but we want help. You know, it's another thing that I've, I've noticed as well. And this is not to put down our people, but this is a thing that we can't accept a situation to be solitary in that situation. It's like, as soon as it's a commonality of it being black, it has to pretty much reflect everybody that's black in the world. And that's not actually true. We're not a monolith. No, no, no. We're not, we're not, we're not in a place where- We're a collective of- Individuals, yeah, and sometimes we're not even collective. What's the well? There's a bunch of us. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can definitely, I can definitely a, say that. There's a bunch of us, and a lot of us are individuals. You know, um, but there's shades of gray. It's there's not, definitely shades of gray. It's, it's, it's not always black and white. It's not always extremes. It's sometimes it's a middle part. It's a, I like this part of it. This part is a little bit. I have to get a little bit more information on. And I think that when we get information, sometimes you have to find the nuances in it because certain things are still just developing. <laughs> Two G's in a pod. The way systems are set up, just because the system is set up, you don't have to fall victim to it because you can either bush ass work harder or create our own system like we created our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. Episode 25. First 25. season. First season. First season. I know that, and then y'all probably out there like, first season? What does that even mean? We decided. No, in the podcast world, they actually do seasons. But what is the number on season? 25. Really? Yes. Huh. I'm thinking we just made some shit up. Goes to show you, I can only talk shit. The technical shit, I leave up to him because he is the 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 gold one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? DJ Extraordinaire, my best friend. There you go. You know, so he knows all the technical shit. So, yes, season ending 25th episode. How do you feel? I feel great, man. I think that um we have a lot in store for season two. We do have a lot in store for season two if they don't come get us first. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah they just might. You know, because for, for us to have 25 uh, episodes, we got a few enemies now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but you know what? I think we have more friends, though. Because we I would like to think we have more you know friends. What? We haven't even, we, ha- we haven't even um, had guests. We haven't had guests. Besides, is, besides Chris. Besides, well. Yeah. Chris, you know, <laughs> we had Oreo. My dog came in for an episode, you know. So we 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 haven't touched on guests. Um, and there's a lot of people that actually want to talk with us. There, oddly enough, I was surprised, you know, that I've talked to my players. They was like, "Yo, when you gonna have me on?" And I'm like, "Really? We just talking shit, you know." But yeah, so the things that y'all gonna have to look forward to is us actually having guests on the show, us actually doing live shows so you can actually kind of join in and then really be a part of the two G's in a pod experience. Yeah, you know, despite the fact that, you know, COVID is out there, I think that we can still engage and still have you guys be a part of what we're doing here. Because like we said, we first of all, I'm a hugger. <laughs> I am. I, for those that know me, I love hugging people. I give great <laughs> hugs. I'm like, I think I'm like part grizzly. Cause I give like great fucking bear. I mean, I just, it just feels good. The like we go back to what we were saying about transferring energy. It just right. feels good to give old, an old energy transfer hug. And you know, if, She's female, then you know, even better. Stop, G. Well, first of all, I am straight, first of all. So, yes, if I choose to hug you and you are female, and I'm like, wow, that's just nice. That's nice. Well, 
I'm not a hugger. I'll give you a mean high five because I've seen people in my industry <laughs> go to jail. That is. <laughs> but, well, first of all, I ain't like I'm gonna be like I'll give you the, 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 the dog hump when I hug you and give you like full straight penis to the hip hug as per by legal team. <laughs> you know, will, some people give you the, you know, they pop up behind you and give you the creepy hug from the back. I'm not going to do that. That can be debatable. That's <laughs> for my legal team. So what I will do is say, you know, you can be engaged with us and we would love to have you guys check in on our podcast and on our Instagram and on leave those comments and we'd like to talk to us on Facebook. Yeah. Ask questions. Yeah. You have something you want us to kind of discuss and talk about and touch on. Please feel free. We're, 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 we're this, our door is open. That's why none of our pages are private. None of our, it, it, you know, I, like I don't even debate people when their page is private. I don't argue with ghosts. Right. If you're not, man or woman enough to be like, you know what? Let it rip and not be private. Don't, don't, don't comment me negative or positive from a a private page. I want to engage. I want to engage in conversation. I have no problem engaging in conversation. Another thing, another thing like in the intro of our beloved two G's in a pod podcast, it says, be afraid. What you got to say, right? What are you saying? I said, Anything you say once, you best be able to say it twice. Two G's in a pod, y'all. That's our time, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in once again. I am the infamous Iron Glenn, and to my left was sitting who? Goldfinger. What up, G? You know what's up. See you next week. Yes, sir. Two G's in a pod. Two G's in a pod. Two G's in a pod.